Welcome to the Women in Business Hub podcast, a slice of the internet dedicated to inspirational and educational content that will help you to grow your business, switch up your mindset for success, and build your big, beautiful, profitable empire. Love what you hear? Don't forget to join our Women in Business Hub community, plus advertise your business for free in our official online directory. You'll find all the links and a growing number of freebies and tools at womeninbusinesshub.com. Hello and welcome back and welcome to our 40th episode. 40 episodes of me banging on about mindset and marketing and awesome business stuff. Thank you for joining us. It's so nice to have so many people aboard for this journey with me. And the messages that we just, the messages that we get at least once a fortnight on Insta, just, oh my God, they just absolutely light me up. And I'm so glad that you're loving the content that we're putting out. I've got so much to share with you from almost 16 years now of running businesses and doing all the stuff. So there is so much more coming up and so much more coming up, especially in the next few weeks. But anyway, let's jump straight into this week's episode. This week, I want to talk to you about social proof, what it is in the current form, not what it used to be, because a couple of years ago, it was, you know, it was kind of different. It was a different playing field in terms of social proof that you really needed. But we're going to look at why it is so important for you to have this as part of your marketing strategy. Now, I'm about to make myself sound really old. I'm only 40, but when I was at university, which is college if you're in the US, um, so this is like 2001, 2002, when I was there and I was doing a marketing, one of my key marketing subjects, and the internet, you know, it had just been around for a few years, so using the internet for study, it was kind of still new. Like up until 1999, when we were, this is so funny um, to say, because I haven't thought about this for so long, but when we were, you know, researching for our assignments, we were in the library um, kind of fighting over who got to have access to the gigantic old encyclopedias. And it's so funny because like the encyclopedias, they weren't, they weren't put out, you know, a couple of times a year. at at least our school like I can only remember them being replaced every few years so we were constantly you know using old data and that was that was just normal so when the internet came along the world we're used to you know having trusted sources of information because where did we get our info from? Like from the library. What went into the library? Books that had been vetted. So we were under the assumption that they were mostly, you know, good quality information and true. So all of a sudden, the internet gets born into the world. And as it starts to grow and people start to populate it, it was the first time that you know, everyone and anyone just had this ability to mass produce inflammation information and release it out into the world without anyone really there monitoring it or policing the legitimacy 
of whatever that they were pushing out. And so as uni kids and we're studying marketing and this will seem so foreign if you if you if you're younger and um, you can't imagine living in a world where before internet this will just seem so weird for you to hear but when around this time people didn't question what was on the internet because we were used to not questioning whatever you know content that we were looking at because we were looking at it from textbooks we were looking at it from encyclopedias and most people in the 90s and the 80s you'd go into your friend's house and you knew that somewhere their family had brought you know this massive collection of encyclopedias we just i don't know why it was so normal we all all of our parents had them and just so funny to think about now like when is the last time you even saw an encyclopedia but back then you know that was that was the shiz and i can remember being in class and our lecturer saying you can't trust what's on the internet because we were just using the internet as our reference points and we were submitting official university you know assignments and citing the internet just just in general like where did in the bibliography we'd be like bibliography internet because it was just that it was that new and there hadn't been precedent set up and no one had really you know gone through the process of saying hey you know just because it's on the internet doesn't mean that it's true and i remember it being this huge learning curve for everyone at that point that we were like oh like we can't trust now what um, what is given to us for the first time and as I said if if you're on the younger end of the spectrum and you're listening to this thinking you idiots <laughs> but that was everyone and it, it, it's it makes so much sense that that was the state of play at the current time but we transfer ourselves to now and we think about the trust that we have in what we see on the internet Ooh, and it's just worlds apart. But we are more likely to not trust stuff that we see in the internet than we are to. And you're like, yeah, this is great. You're talking about assignments. What the hell does this have to do with my marketing? Aha, I told you that I would have a point. And this is it. Because we have so little trust as consumers, as humans, we have such little trust in the authenticity of whatever we see on the internet because that's what we've been taught over the last 20 years. Like the internet, honestly, the internet's full of crap. It's got a, <laughs> got a lot of rubbish, a lot of opinions, but we don't trust it. And so what else don't we trust? What we see on the internet. So when you jump on a website and you see, you know, testimonials that are written on there, how often do you trust them? Because I can tell you <laughs> from research, a lot of people don't. And though this, so when, when you've like gone to all this trouble and you're making really beautiful testimonials on your website, they're great to have, they're great to put on there. But you need to know that though a few years ago that counted as sufficient social proof, these days it doesn't. Because people don't believe them. People don't believe that they're authentic. People think that most testimonials are made up. 
And because I used to work in really corporate professions, I can remember um, going to industry bodies and talking about this when, um, you know, in the mid 2000s when, when, when websites were really, really starting to take off. That sounds so funny to say. Um, I can remember talking to like the industry body of um, the real estate agents industry body for my state here in Australia and they were starting to you know realize that this was getting out of control with agencies faking testimonials and they were putting um, practices into place so it would lessen that but so many businesses they're not affected by an industry body they've got no one <laughs> checking on them and they're just running free with just crazy levels of fake testimonials that they've created or um, I've been hearing recently and this is just oh, I think this is foul um, that people are just throwing up you know those lines on website of where you see that someone's been uh, published and you'll see a whole bunch of um, different publications that they've been featured in and that is fantastic everyone should do that if you've been featured in the publication but if you haven't Jesus yuck yuck <laughs> don't do it don't fake that it's it's gross <laughs> it's bad karma but because people are out there doing that and they're doing fake testimonials and they're doing fake I've been featured here it's ruining it for the rest of us and it is lowering the percentage of people that actually believe the testimonials when we see them now so how can we counteract this because we need social proof it is one of the strongest ways that you can build trust with with your potential new customer or client is for them to see and feel you know emotively feel the experience that someone else has had with you and that's why it's so important and that's why we've always put so much focus on testimonials but now that people don't trust them as much I mean I'm not saying pull them off your website still have them but have other layers of social proof marketing on there so some of the things that you can do that people will trust more is use um, use plugins that automatically put feeds from your live Google reviews onto your website because for those in the know if they can look at it and they know that whatever is up there is a hundred percent true because it's not something that you can possibly have um, been able to falsify without some serious tech skill <laughs> then that is going to work so much better than if you just have the testimonials that you know they're just text and anyone could have written them that you could have written them the night before yourself so doing doing it in ways that it's obvious that it's it, that it's not you and that it's authentic is really really good and so plugins that um, you know I frame your Google reviews straight into your website are really great and there's a couple of different options that you can use there's, um, I don't know if there's still free ones but there's very low cost plugins if there's if there's not free ones in whatever uh, website you use there's definitely one free ones in um, WordPress but there's other alternatives if you've got you know a Squarespace website or something there's low priced um, alternatives that you can use as plugins that you know, directly lock into your Google and then help you put that on them what else can you do is actually get reviews because if you are not actively asking for reviews then you're probably not going to get them and reviews are so important for all the reasons that I've talked about in this episode so far 
So we need to prompt our customers or our clients to do it for us because they're busy and like this is your business it's not theirs your business isn't as important to them it's not important for them on their priority list of the four million things that they need to do that day and they're not going to remember to think oh I've really got to go and write a nice review for that company unless you ask them to and ask them nicely because you're you're also requesting their time so you want to make sure that they know that you're grateful for you know for that for them taking the time out to do the review for you and then it means a lot to your business and then it helps your business it grow it helps you stay in business it helps you to you know stick around and keep providing the amazing services or products that you do like put some emotion into it and ask for it don't just expect everyone to do it and then feel sad that no one does but out of all the different ways that we can get social proof and we can you know do social proof tactics nothing will ever beat a social proof interaction for a potential customer or client from someone they know nothing will beat that they trust their friends and their family more than anything so you need to think about that when you're you know when you're doing your your overall marketing or if you're an e-com store when you're sending things out to people think about how you can in really nice ways ask them to share the love ask them to refer people to you that they think Um, might really enjoy your products or would be a really amazing match for your services ask for it use your words but just do it nicely and respectfully and think about what's in it for them because so often we're so focused on new customers that we're putting together um, offerings for new customers but What about your existing customers? So if you can find a way that when they introduce a new customer or client to you, they also receive the benefit. So yes, you might give them, um, I don't know, a code that lets their bestie go on and purchase something for 10% off, but do one for them as well. So they can use it in unison and there's different ways to do that tech-wise on your website. So have a chat to your developer um, and see how you can do it. But think about how you can make it appealing and attractive for them to want to take time because that's what it is we're asking people to take time out of their busy day and do something for us which is either refer someone to us or uh, write a review for us do a google review do a facebook review and even when you're asking for the review reviews tell them where you really you really want the reviews like say we'd love a Google review. If you're looking at your Google reviews and you've hardly got any, but you've got lots of Facebook reviews, then change it up and say, oh, we'd love for you to leave us a Google review or vice versa. If you've got a heap of Google reviews, but you know that your Facebook reviews are light, you want balance, you want it on there. And just one thing to note, they, um, they as in the Google the powers that be, they monitor this sort of thing because they, they really want of, um, reviews to remain authentic and they're really wary you know, of um, bots and stuff these days. So one of the things to really keep in mind is if you haven't been asking people for reviews and you don't have very, very many reviews and your reviews aren't very active, if that's been your status quo for ages, 
don't send a massive email blast out to your whole database saying leave us a review because it's likely that if a whole bunch of people go on and leave you a review in like over a, just a few days over a short period when that is not the norm and that never happens that you'll set off the um you know the alarms at google and they'll assume it's bots and they won't post any of the reviews and you won't be able to get them reposted they'll just disappear or even worse your account could get shut down because they think something dodgy is happening so that's just something to keep in mind as well Okay, I hope that was really helpful. I'm excited to have shared this 40th episode with you. If there's anything that you really want to hear about marketing or mindset-wise, then drop us a note. We'd love to know what you want to hear more about so we can do a future episode on it. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Women in Business Hub podcast. We hope you loved it. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all the gold we'll be dropping right here. Make sure to jump online and check out our library of tools and templates to help you build your empire at womeninbusinesshub.com. On the site, you'll find links to our free Facebook community. Plus, you can advertise your business for free on our official online directory. At The Hump, we're all about lifting women and business up. So if you thought today's app was a goodie, we'd love you to share it with another amazing woman to spread that love around. And that's it. Have a beautiful day, everyone. We'll see you next time. La, 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 la.